Hello and welcome back to Runeterra Randomness, the extensively encyclopedic, firmly formatted, purposeful podcast with awful alliteration. I'm your host Nikita and with me is my co-host Rob. How's it going Rob? It's going great, uh, especially now that I can play uh, mobile card games again. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. I guess, I mean, yeah, just to get into the biggest change since two weeks ago, the, the game is officially out. Uh, you know, what, what is what episode is this for us now? Uh, 11. We've done 11, 11 episodes. About the, 11 about episodes. 10 episodes. <laughs> and the game the game is out. We should, we should have, I don't know how we could have timed it up to so be like the uh, the 10th episode, episode X to be the uh, the release one. But I, I, I think guess it's fine. Up. <laughs> I think I think it's better to have something before the actual thing comes out than like start day of maybe maybe yeah. who knows yeah I think I think I agree with that but uh yeah no the game it's it's finally released we got the 110 cards um and we're not gonna go over all of them because uh, I mean we did like basically a spoiler episode last last week and I mean since then obviously it's out so we have like another I, I think we only covered like <laughs> what maybe 30 cards last episode and now there's like another 80 so. Yeah, there's too much. I almost feel like you have to cover archetypes or like bigger themes as opposed to every individual card. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and for sure we will. But I guess uh, first up, I guess just to at least comment on it, you know, I guess in the meta corner and the meta tier list, uh, it just doesn't matter this week. I mean, it's all the same stuff that it was two weeks ago. But I want no one to look at the meta thing for at least three weeks. At least three weeks. I mean, that's about how long. I don't know how long does it take for a meta to get developed. People sometimes say two weeks. Sometimes, I mean, day I, one. It's not that a meta can't be developed. I just think for about a month. Let's just say, like one month, you can safely experiment and not feel like you're banging your head against the wall. Yeah. Uh, after I, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this set. Uh, I guess this set. I can't even call it a set. It's, it's all technically part of the first set, but it's this kind of like, set. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, this new influx of cards, I it threw everything in flux. I think everything is basically being reevaluated right now um, in terms of those that are trying to establish or determine what the meta is. Um, there are still some similar themes. I've noticed that, I mean, Demacia is still like, there's still like a Bannerman type deck, but now it includes, um, you know, some like Quinn stuff and all that stuff. So it's just like basically a lot of archetypes essentially got upgrades, I think. I don't think anything's been mm-hmm. um, essentially reduced. I haven't noticed... I, and I, I am paying attention to all of the deck lists that go around, but I guess to, to stay within the theme of the, the meta corner, I don't think there's like a hard elusives list that exists. I don't well, because, know. You know what I figured out, Nikita? What? Okay, you remember back in the podcast, I said like, oh, I kind of like how there's no big clears or whatever. Um, I like how it's kind of more rudimentary and stuff. I've completely changed my mind. The fact that there's more clears makes this game a hundred times better. You can't just like, without thinking put stuff on the board anymore um and yeah. i think that has to do with the looses as well because you can uh one make other cards vulnerable which is nice but two just just clear the sheer amount of clear has increased and i think that's in general a good thing because it makes games last a little longer yeah yeah uh i'm looking here now there is a fizz elusives type deck um that uh swim posted which uh uses obviously the new champion fizz from the new good old swim uh, eh? still still swimming still around drove, eh? hey Oh yeah, I mean he's 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 up there. He's he's been grinding. He's been making decks. He's uh, I mean his I the two decks that I I made for this um, I guess for the new set were all were both uh, designed by him just so I could like get my feet wet because he's been I mean he's been obviously thinking swim of, jump ship more than <laughs> then there's probably more than most of the characters in the, in the set. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know. I mean, Gwent. I don't think you really had a choice. Artifact. I don't think you really had a choice uh legends of runeterra i mean hey it's it's i you know i after seeing so that this is another thing i wanted to talk about in regards to launch i think this was like a master class in card game launches because i've experienced a, a, like a few in my day and what 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 makes you say that in particular i feel like they so they released they had the first reveal which was uh primarily like rules they focused on revealing the rules then they had a closed beta for like a small group but it was basically a small group of people that only really wanted to play everybody that really wanted to play got to play uh i also say that because i was included in it so i don't know maybe <laughs> somebody had uh, more struggles than i did they had a closed uh, i guess free beta everybody could try it out um there weren't any problems. They didn't overpromise anything. They released everything. I think they talked about. Um, it was 
smooth. I didn't never encountered any server issues personally. And for this release, like the actual game releasing in mobile, it's it's a release in the sense that for somebody that hasn't played, this is a good time to get into it because it's like, oh, okay, well, now the game's out. But even for the people that have been playing for the last four months, this release is something to celebrate because there's 120 extra new cards that just put everything together. There's like, I think there's something for everybody. Uh, I, that, that's, that's basically what I'm saying. I don't want to jump the gun, but like, I feel the release of Runeterra has the potential to be or to contend with Hearthstone. Um, because I think I think there's there's two big things going for it. Uh, I think one is simplicity, and I don't mean that the game isn't complicated in some ways, um, but I think even though it is, there, there's the things that draw you in, I think anybody can kind of pick it up quite quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And two, an established IP, right? All the characters are an established IP. Yeah. Um, and so I think from that perspective, especially now it's already a mobile um it's it's definitely a contender where you're like oh like the, this is definitely like if someone's tired sick and tired of hearthstone they can definitely switch over this and i think they'll enjoy it a lot plus the fact that they, that you don't have to pay packs you can quite quickly get a lot of the decks um and experiment with a lot of things is definitely very helpful as well yeah 100 percent. um the the economy i think this launch economy i i, I mean we we've talked about it already i Probably think it's the best card game economy I've seen so far and in a digital card game. I'll even add that the types of cosmetics that they're selling are actually feel worthwhile. I think the biggest thing is that in Hearthstone, like cosmetics didn't feel worth it. Um, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but like just like changing the full board, changing the mascot, um, there are certain like those things are. They feel like cosmetics that, like, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, that's really cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think in Hearthstone, it ran into the problem of, like, even when people had different card backs, that you just stop looking at them. Yeah. Uh, And here there are no card backs, right? They're just the full board. But I think think, there is card backs. That was one of the things that came out at launches. There's a card back for every faction, and there's there's three card backs that you can purchase. Regardless, my point was card backs are things that people stop noticing very quickly. So I think the other cosmetics is what I'm really, I guess, what I'd like to, I'm impressed by. Because they're actually mm-hmm. like, I'll look and I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. Like, that's a cosmetic I might want to buy. And I think even if I'm not going to buy, just the fact that it makes me maybe want to buy it, I think is definitely a plus to them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I was surprised at how much I enjoyed. I mean, board cosmetics is something that I think a lot of games when they're first coming out and like the theory crafting people like speculate that that's a type of cosmetic. And I haven't actually seen it executed that many times. I don't, maybe I don't play the right card games for that. Kind no, of thing. no, I, I think you're completely right. I think it's just not looked at. Yeah. But this, I mean, it happened. Like I bought the, um, I bought the Demacian one first, like when it first came out and now I bought the build drawer one. And I, I mean, I really enjoy it. And I, honestly, it's kind of crazy. I maybe only like 10% of the people I face actually have, a like a board, uh, a, like a, a, an alternate cosmetic mm-hmm. board. And I think that's, I mean, that's totally fine. That means that, you know, that for, makes it more special. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess exactly. Um, but there's a, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. They're all pretty high quality. They all come with their own soundtrack, which I guess is the only thing that separates them. And I mean, the opponent sees it too. And yeah, unlike a, uh, like a golden version of a card, which you might, I mean, you might even during a game, you might not even see it, but, uh, the board, you will see it. yeah. So, I mean, not, yeah, knocked it out of the park. I think in regards to all, I don't know what else they can cosmeticize if they want to, they, 3D. I guess they could do. <laughs> Special. I, that's true. Hey, you units on the board, they've got the 3D models from League of Legends. They could totally do something like that. Uh, animate the cards. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I think beyond that. Or maybe, you know what? You know what? Animate the heroes. I think that would be and, cool. Yeah. Because I think. Yeah, at least the champions, yeah. And, and like you could individually sell those or whatever. And then like that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even even not, I'm sure they're making a pretty penny off of the uh, like the actual buying of cards. Like for example, I I definitely dropped fifty bucks to get all the you champions that I wanted. Fifty bucks! Oh my goodness! Well, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm I'm probably you know I'm finally at a point in my life <laughs> that I can spend money on microtransactions, and I'm going to I'm going to utilize it. You know, I'm no longer. 
I'm not as, especially, especially these days, you know, it's not, not a whole lot. I'm like not exactly going out every night and uh, <laughs> spending money outdoors. So I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll spend my money. On you, you have a point. That's but, like uh, going to fast food three or four times, you know? So that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, mostly it was just cause I wanted to get, I wanted to try out everything, honestly. Like there's still like so many, I'm like trying not to look at other deck lists cause I don't well, want to you know, spend another money. And this is my theory as to why, like actually playing through and getting it slowly is better. Cause I almost feel like I can experiment with stuff like whatever I have the most of first and then just kind of go on to the next thing. And th- mm-hmm. that's why I feel I don't. I don't want to be overloaded, but I also don't want to like be really, really excited. Then my excitement stops. Right. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll get into that later, I guess in the show, whenever, whenever. Yeah. I, I appreciate that mindset and I will for, fully agree that that is the healthier mindset. I'm not saying that my, my way is, uh, is superior. I, mean, I get it too though. Cause like, if you're like, what is the, the max? like if I want to take any idea to the full maxima, I don't want to be able to, I want to actually be able to get all the cards for that idea as opposed to like, this this deck that's missing a lot of things you know mm-hmm. yeah you know 100%. you know what's so weird to me what like i was convinced because because with Yu-Gi-Oh having three cards right you can have three of each yeah i i was convinced that in this game a lot of times you you need three of each but in this game there's nothing that necessitates three of each except for like the very key cards of the deck you're building you know what i mean yeah yeah so so with that being said, like there are times where I'm like, it doesn't make sense for me to have multiple of these because um, just just uh, just having like one or two might be better than three, which in a lot, my, my traditional understanding of Yu-Gi-Oh decks made me think like, oh, like I need much more of these, but it's not actually the case. You just have a couple of core cards that you'll want three ofs, um, but then you'll, you'll very much able to put one ofs and two ofs because the game is very situational a lot of times. And so... Uh, you can't always build to where what you you want your deck to do. Yeah, no, I can, I've I've definitely put in like one of like a purify just to like a combat like the odd commander ledros or something that I uh, that I might face. And usually, I mean, especially in the case of commander ledros, he's only coming out very late in the game, and it, it, that kind of deck. Uh, like I, I can hold on to a purifier. I can wait to get that like one of, and most of the time it, I actually do end up getting it and casting it at the right time. So yeah, I, I completely, which is weird. Cause you think, I mean, it's a 40 card deck you play through. I mean, and then now, now there's like all this, I don't know if you noticed, but like, I think this, this uh, influx of cards, there's a lot of card draw going on now. There's a lot of like hand, I think moving but in and boy, out. Does it help the game? Doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. And it, like it, I'm going to be honest, like there are times before where I'm like, I'd make two or three decisions, but then the rest is kind of up to how my cards play out. Like my mm-hmm. biggest decision was whether to attack before or after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, which is great. I mean, that, that, I think that's. And then, but I mean, now, now it feels like, Hey, like, okay, like we're actually drawing cards so we, we can use more of our decks. Exactly. And I mean, drawing cards, I guess let's get into the, let's get into the new keywords because there's a lot okay. of stuff that interacts with like drawing cards and like removing cards. And I mean, we touched upon, I think like two, two keywords, two or three keywords last time. And now scout, there was, I mean, there's six uh, toss scout and vulnerable. Did we talk about plunder? I don't think we talked about pl- plunder. I've gotten very used to plunder and I'll explain why when, when, when you like okay all right um but yeah six keywords six whole new keywords just to like preface this i this actually kind of blew my mind every like two every week they were basically revealing a new keyword and i don't like i'm used to uh i don't know i come i come from a magic background so i'm used to like a new set when a new set comes out they have one new keyword and that's basically the whole set is like usually built around or like themed around that kind of thing but this is like six keywords and this is supposed to be the quote-unquote first set of the game um, but I guess these are all supposed to be foundational keywords, and a lot of them are kind of just uh, keywords that do things that were already on cards, mm-hmm. and sort of just yeah. to like like close out space. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into it. So uh, first up, just going up on the list here, a tune. When I'm summoned, refill mm-hmm. one spell mana. Have you have you have you played with a tune yet? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because there are cards that's like refill your spell mana. This one's like a tune is specifically one spell mana. So it means just if you are, if you're a deck, that's a little, maybe a little more spell heavy, you'll, you'll have more tune cards just so you can do more stuff. That That's kind of what it feels like to me. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I'm going to get into this later. In my, uh, I have a Levi deck, and Attune is a, like a mechanic that gets seen a lot there because of the card Eye of the Dragon, which um, has Attune on it. And I've actually... I think it's a really clean way... I mean, it's it exists, exists already in the base set, but I, I like it as a mechanic because normally it's it's not free mana that it's giving you. It's giving you like mana for this very specific thing. But within the game, it's like really easy to understand. Like it's only mana for this like spell thing that uh, carries over between turns. I don't know. I just I just think it's a very like neat design. Um, well, well, I guess I'm if saying I can just... spell mana is a big design. If I can just say, like, I feel like almost this this game favors a lot of spells. Um, in that because of the way mana refill works like your ability to do more stuff if you're just using spells is going to be greater than if you're just using uh, uh, just just basic units if that makes sense like I, I feel there are times it's like I have nine mana but you know if I'm if I'm doing a deck that's more unit based it's like okay well I really don't have nine mana I have you know I have six mana you know <laughs> so um, mm-hmm, yeah it, 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 like in in that way um i think cards like a tune i think in the future as it goes on it's gonna, just gonna be a, something that i think more and more cards are just gonna have just to enable decks to kind of do more things which i think is always good for this game the ability to do more things yeah 100 percent uh a tune, yeah. That I mean, I think not much more can be said. It was a, it was an ability that we've already seen before, but now it's I guess condensed. And I think even like one or two cards from the base uh, from the the old I guess base set got um, updated to include the attune keyword. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think this one's really easy to understand. I think good keyword overall. I enjoyed it. Uh, moving along, deep. Uh, I have so deep is a. It has two applications. The first application is if a card has a condition, like if you are deep or when you are deep, and that means that when you have 15 or fewer cards left in your deck. And the secondary is when it's on a um, follower, is the follower has plus three, plus three, when you fulfill the condition of having 15 or fewer cards left. So this is the, I guess, the big reward, because we were talking about Toss two weeks ago, about like mm. obliterating uh, non-champion cards at the bottom of your deck, this is essentially the the reward for doing so. I uh, yeah. Have you played I, with Deep? Here? I, I've played against it. I haven't played. I haven't played the the versions of that. I played against it, but it's. Is there anything like this quite in Magic? No, because and, it. Mm-hmm. Re- I'm just saying because it's uh, because magic was firstly a paper game and to verify something like this, you would have to count your deck a lot. And in a 60 card deck, that that takes a lot of time. That's a very fair point. But I like to say what I really enjoy about room terror is they constantly push creativity. You know what I mean? Like they're getting really creative with how to implement keywords and things that like anyone who's played regular card games will be like, Oh, how do I implement this? Right. And I, I really enjoy that. And deep is one of those things where it's like, I don't toss most of my deck and it's not because I have a OTK win condition at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's cause, uh, um, it, it, it's because, yeah, it's not, it, it's because it just gives me more strength. Like all my cards are kind of playing around this, this one keyword. Like I have a deck built around it. It's so it, is there it's a, not like is death there a, though, you know. It's it's like you can still play around it. Just all of a sudden, you know, when they've gone into that deep position, you're like, oh my goodness, I gotta, I gotta really think of a way to finish this game now. I can't just play around. Is there? There isn't anything like this in Hearthstone, right? The OTK decks. So yeah, just just decks that like will kill the opponent um, that play to the end of the game or. Or decks that have like a condition. If you have no cards in your deck, do this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I don't. I yeah, I haven't actually seen. This is one keyword. As this goes on with what I was talking earlier, like yeah, it only works in a digital card game, but it's like one of those digital, I guess, only mechanics that's still very intuitive, because it's like all it does is it's just checking the number of cards in your deck. And I think that makes sense to everybody. And the keyword, they've managed to name it so easily. It's like when you're deep in your deck, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm deep in my deck. The deck has not and a not whole lot. not only that, it works because it's meant to be like in the deep, like like from a flavor perspective, right? It's Exactly, it's like yeah. I think it's uh, going into water. Yeah, no, it's 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 very smart. <laughs> it's a win. It's I think it's a success and a win on all accounts. And I mean, we got like so many cool... 
uh, cards to go with it. Nautilus, especially um, with like the the payoff being just a bunch of a bunch of sea monsters and kragens. We got the flavor from that, and I guess we can get into this now. Um, so something else that we learned from the two weeks ago is the uh, the new region. We got a new region. And the new region is Bilgewater, which is essentially the uh, the pirate faction. And uh, the uh, the next keyword we'll, we'll get into it is, uh, I think, exemplifies the pirate faction especially. But, I mean, yeah, a new region. So, I don't know. This didn't really change. Uh, I guess this does change the game. But, at it, see, they, they have stated before that they do want to um, release new regions as new sets come out. Which, I when I first heard that, that that did kind of scare me because that's like a I mean that's like adding I don't know it's like adding a class to Hearthstone it's like adding a color to Magic and like a set like it's a that's it, a big deal that kind of changes puts everything in whack. It is, but I think their ideas they're just the, the same way that League of Legends has overwhelmed it with the sheer amount of characters. Like their their idea of balancing is instead of let's try to make this very cute balanced thing, we're just gonna have such vast amounts of things. That like people have to go back and find stuff that like works nowadays. So by continuously adding sets, just like how they continually add to hear, uh, champions in, in the League of Legends itself, it kind of naturally balanced because it's like, well, there's 300, 400 champions, right? So like you guys figure out what the balance is. If stuff's overpowered, we might them nerf them a little bit, but we don't have to actually worry about bigger nerfs because things will change just by people going back. So I think that's the idea is by adding so many colors. You have to be like, okay, let's add this like, you know, one or two years down the line. Let's add this very new color that's coming in with like the very first color that was introduced, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I that's guess, kind of the approach. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I will admit that like after I guess Bill Draw came out, it hasn't. I haven't necessarily. I, I, I guess I don't know. Felt overwhelmed, which might have oh, been. Oh, it's I guess, so the fun! Oh my it. goodness, the amount of people that don't play around like things that can deal damage or shoot you. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I told you people I've, were bad. I mean, to be fair, I think I, did everyone get reset lower? Right. Uh, yeah, everyone got a little okay, bit. Yeah, okay, everyone okay. Sorry, I, reset to lower. I, I digress. I digress. Then <laughs> I I I, t- I take I take that back. But there were like there are times where I'm like that was just the wrong play. Like <laughs> I'll sit there and be like, I don't know how I got this lucky. Like I should have lost the game there, and then I don't, and then I win because I have damage. I mean, yeah, but. I mean, B- B- Bilgewater. I I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what concluding thoughts I really have on it. I think it's cool. I love pirates as just like a theme. I just, I don't know, love pirates of the Caribbean. Love any sort of like pirate board games, anything like that. So this can was I, a. I mean, this was a total win for me. Can I get into something then? Um, I did yeah, go for exped- it. I did an expedition. Uh, because you have like the token or whatever, right? Um, and yeah, I did like Bilgewater and. I think it was Fre- Freljord. Um and I I just I I won all seven games. <laughs> I went seven and one, sorry. You won um, eight, with, okay. With Bilgewater. Yeah, I won the whole first expedition. I'm still doing the second trial, it's not going as hot. Um but I was just like the people didn't know how to play around it and there were my whole deck essentially had cards like if one damage was it was had a whole bunch of plunder cards if one damage was dealt like do something and it would just like stack and stack mm-hmm. and i was just doing straight damage and the like there were so many times where i was about to lose but i had like six or seven spells in my hand that could like turn it around for me so um i kind of even want to recreate that deck in competitive but i've kind of lost I don't know what cards exactly I was using. Um, but one card that I really liked was the deal two damage. And then if you kill something with it, deal four. Um, because people Ooh, just wouldn't be ready for it. Yeah, it was a, it's a six mana fast spell. Uh, deal two damage. And if it kills the unit, deal four damage. And like you could win games off of that card alone. Just because people weren't expecting it. Uh, d- double up. I found it here. Double up. Yeah, that's nice. exactly exactly what you said. A deal four to the enemy nexus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, that seems really. Do you remember what uh, champions you got in the deck? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I 
I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Like, I honestly don't remember which. I mean, there's a, there's only like there's only like I think four that came out: Nautilus, Twisted Fate, Gangplank, and uh, Misfortune. I think it was wow. one Gangplank, and no, I don't even think. I had like an ash, right? I think I had two frailer champions. I don't even think I had because <laughs> of the I mean, way hey, the missions work. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, no, I I I'll need to I'll need to try to recreate something of it for 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 future weeks. But it just blew my mind because it was like deal damage to everything and stuff that does damage just comp- allows me to plunder, allows me to do stuff. Oh, another big one was the um, because I had so much stuff that did damage to Nexus like w- individually. At random times, um, there was this other card that let me take uh, two cards from the opponent's deck if I plundered. It was a two mana. Um, it was like it was a two mana that it, you just draw Ooh. one from the opponent's deck, but if you um, if you did if you damaged, you actually plunder, so you get two two cards from the opponent's deck. And that card literally won me a lot of games because <laughs> it was just free value, or it would just get me out of pinch. So yeah. There's there's a couple of different things I'm noticed or like I'm noticing in Bilgewater. It doesn't really have like one thing that the faction. I guess none, none of the regions have really one thing that they do. But Bilgewater seems to have like a couple. They have the toss and deep stuff. They have the plunder and like dealing small bits of damage. Um, so they the seem pirates, to have like stealing cards. They okay okay i mean if they're supposed to be the i guess jack of all trades master of none is is an is a archetype that you could you could pin on master of rng truly i mean hey some of the there are like a couple i think most of the rng cards that i've seen for example make it rains a very popular one i know is being used a lot the two mana deal one to three different random enemies um i i think that kind of I think that that I'm fine with that kind of level. I think draw from the enemy deck and stuff like that. I think I'm also fine with. It's not really RNG. Um, I don't know what's 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 your thoughts on it. Have you experienced any like RNG cards that you're just like that shouldn't be? No, in? no. Honestly, well, there, there's like the the ones that do like random damage, but like one damage randomly over. So it does three damage uh, individually. Yeah, there, yeah, there's nothing so far that seemed very out of the ordinary. Honestly, I haven't played enough against it. I think that's when I'll really start that's doing true. it. Um, and it, uh, it was just the expedition. I think the really cool thing about expedition is you get to learn those cards, but it's kind of like in a vacuum without knowing like what at all other people are playing because it's literally just uh, what people drew up. So, yeah, I I I reserve my judgment on the full set or the the full color yet. Uh, I think I think it's really strong with a lot of different I mean, other yeah. colors, but um, I don't know what's what quite yet. I will I will say as far as first impression because we are only day three, so our our, our opinions aren't exactly going to be super well oh, formulated. I do feel like Bilgewater is a it's a it's like a it's a it, it's either a supporting faction or it needs. It, it can't. I, I don't think mono bilgewater exists. I oh guess. no, there I might be. Some, I don't know. There might be some like deep tech, but yeah, I don't. I haven't. I haven't felt like. I don't think anybody has even tried making that. I think it, it's always been. Maybe that's. But that's a good thing. But like, you want to have two combinations. You don't want one faction to just be like this. I mean, that was the problem with Bannerman. Bannerman was literally just just Demacy and good stuff. Um, but now now it has the. Uh, I mean, it's it's got more support from Bilgewater. I've noticed that in the new Bannerman decks, there are like a significant more. There's a more percentage of Bilgewater cards than there was of like any other faction that Demacian was previously paired with. So I guess I mean that's a good thing. I guess that's more I don't know, more variety. I don't I don't know if that's I I don't know if that's objectively good or not. But I I guess I I like seeing it personally. I think the truth is um, like they're trying to build stuff that works for two colors. Like I don't think they're they're really focusing on one color to be good for itself. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bilgewater. Great. I, a great set. Happy to see it. I think a lot of people were speculating. There aren't really that many regions, uh, honestly left in league of legends, but I mean, it's, it's, they can, they can 
they, they can write up whatever whatever they want. There's still there's still like some void regions and like all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, Bilgewater. And I guess we got into the next keyword, Plunder. A card triggers its Plunder keyword when played if you damage the enemy nexus this round. This isn't really a new keyword. This is just like a thing that... Uh, I mean, we've had it on like old cards. I think every card game has had a version of this. Um, an ability that triggers when you, when you hit face. So it's like beneficial. It's like usually statted a little bit less... Uh, any any standout plunder cards in your experience? Uh, for plunder, I guess besides the ones you've already uh, already listed. Yeah, know. no, I I think we can just keep going. I, I like I, okay. I kind of want to just go through the keywords and the the things that they may affect. I, I don't want to look at specific cards if that makes sense. Because then, one, I have sure, yeah, that's fair them, enough. Yeah. But, but, but uh, Sure. For, in that case, moving all right along. Plunder, good keyword. Uh, Scout, we talked about this already. Um, the times I've played against it, it's it's felt very strong. Um, is, is, it is okay, just a free I, attack, and usually the deck... I'll say that I feel like um, the... If you have a Scout with Barrier, it's pretty strong, but there are times where like I'll look at the board state, and I'm like, the Scout doesn't help you at all here. It's just going to die faster. So that's I don't true. Think it's yeah, but yeah. I, I okay. I, I'll say okay. I'll, I'll concede that if it's gonna die, if the scout uh, unit's gonna die, it's gonna die. I guess like regardless of what attack it is, first or second. But um, I guess I'm talking about when when my board state is like particularly weaker, or if it's like empty, then they do just get straight up two, uh, two attacks with it. But. Uh, I, I want to make a scout. I really want to play. It's one of those things that I feel like when I'm pl- being have played it against me, it's really powerful. But that as soon as I get my hands on it, it's going to be like, oh damn it, this is completely balanced. After all, I can't even can't even can't even break it at all. But I I I mean, I think it's good. I I think it's creative. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's. Do you have anything to say that we haven't already said? No, no. I I think it's good. It it definitely feels like a. It's not so overpowered that you feel like they have two attacks, but it's and it, it's only put on certain cards, so that, that's how they that allows them to balance it overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to get the new Bannerman version with Quinn. I need to get another three uh, Quins for that because I yeah I, I definitely want to start playing with it too. Uh, yeah, Scout Toss Obliterate X non-champion cards from the bottom of your deck. This is something that we talked about uh, two weeks ago. Um, it's, it's, I, so I have it a couple times in, uh, in the Levi deck. Um, there's a card in particular, I think that's being played quite a bit. The, uh, draw two or toss two, draw two card. It's a four mana one. I don't remember what it is. I don't remember if it's Mm. in the Bilgewater faction. Um, but so it's basically like a condition it's, it's used as a sort of downside on some cards. Um, but then obviously it's like a downside in some cards, but then it's an up, you can get rewarded for it. If you have a deck that is like, I guess like is it working around the deep mechanics. Um, I think it's yeah, a I good, so, yeah. I think it's a good thing. There isn't as many resources, like there's your life total and there's your hand size and there's your board size. Um, there aren't as many like resources in the game. And I don't think a lot of games necessarily use your deck as a resource this way where, mm-hmm. It like removes cards. I do. Have you? Does Hearthstone have mechanics in this? I, I think we literally talked about this earlier in this episode, but uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, no, no. Uh, we we talked about well, we talked about the yeah, yeah. But going through your deck, I yeah, I don't, I don't believe so. But but well, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find out sooner. I I don't want to compare too much to other games. I, I yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Um, I know for a fact there isn't one in Magic. I don't know. I, I just thought it was a creative keyword. I, I, I like it. I enjoy it. I don't think... Uh, I, I think it's here to stay. You can put it on, I think, more cards. It makes sense with... Because uh, a lot of you're like tossing stuff overboard, so I guess that's why it's on a lot of the pirate cards. But... Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I I I don't think there's there's not much there's not much to say. Not much to say. That's fine. Uh, moving right along. Vulnerable. Yeah, <laughs> vulnerable. Um, there isn't. I I think this is a great keyword. I think this will be an evergreen keyword moving forward. Um, I think it's better than challenger because it effectively makes all of your units challenger. 
Um, instead of just having like one unit that can actually pull stuff in, everything on your board can pull stuff in. Um, there's that one card that's a one mana uh, give target unit vulnerable. If it dies this turn, draw a card. It's a slow spell. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody's basically just auto including that in their decks because it's just like a very, it's not really, it's not like single target removal, but it's like, it's it's removal that's, you know, it's effective. And it, it draws you cards, right? So. Yeah, and it draws you. Yeah, it draws you a card. Um, any, anything more to say on vulnerable? No, no. I think it's great that it was added, but uh, it, it's 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 a smart way of making the game more interactive. So, cool. Yeah, completely agreed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those are the new keywords. Six new keywords, uh, more than I thought we would be getting. I guess let's just get into get into the decks. Do you, do you want to start? What what decks have you been playing? So um, I first kind of wanted to to keep up with my uh, Crimson decks. Um, And so I went all out on Mm -hmm. Swain. But the problem was that eventually I just wanted to make a Leviathan deck. Uh, But the Leviathan deck, what I've realized is, is instead of making a Leviathan deck, you should have three leviathans and the swains at the end of your deck and you should just have a full aggro deck and it's just your finisher that's actually the best way to use it that's what i that's what i've concluded so far <laughs> okay okay and how, how's it how's it turned out for you i i mean it, it, it's doing all right at the, at the rank i'm currently am so it's it's fine i just i i think i thought the deck was gonna be a lot more fun but it the decks aren't yet so i i might have to just completely switch it's a very poor like i feel like the ideas are very not engaging to me so i'm gonna have to just completely switch out completely try something new so i think i think next week i'll probably have some more better deck ideas (laughs) okay uh so so that this is was a noxus bilgewater deck correct yes noxus bilgewater yeah okay uh and what what are the so is it just swain or do you have any of the bilgewater champions in it um, I think so. In the in original, the original version, I just used uh, Swain and uh, Valdemir. Vladimir, Val. Yeah. Um, because because I had I was still trying to do the Crimson stuff, right? Like the deal one damage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I switched out to that, eventually I I completely changed it to. Like the aggro version of the deck is essentially uh, a spider deck with <laughs> with the leviathans at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean that doesn't seem. I mean that doesn't seem too bad. You got your early game. You got your oh, it wor- it works great. It's not very fun though. It just kind of wins you the game. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. You're that well, guy. Some, you're that guy. Everyone people, hates. You know? For some people, it, that is fun. Is uh, winning the game. Yeah, but Do you're winning you... the game by by doing like like this is a time when people should be creative, and I think. That's the okay. least creative use of it. It's effective. It's just not creative. You're like uh, you're like an art. You're like the art teacher of uh, of Runeterra. Like it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong. It's just about feel. You know, it's just about fun and creativity. No, no, no. You want a really powerful deck that you feel like you're doing a lot with. That that's okay. Great. I think that's I get great. that. Yeah. So I don't want to. I want to. If uh, I just need a deck to win stuff, then then I can compete in tournaments, and that can be my competitive version of it. But if I right now I want to create a deck that's that's winning a lot, but also is very fun. So, okay. Was that the uh, only deck that you you built this week? Um, I I've played around with uh some Freljord um. There's a card a three two that does one damage to everything, um, and yes, and so I, I I don't really have a deck idea yet, but I kind of like a deck where I use that card and use the Freljord to deal two to everything to kind of set something else up later in the game, uh, possibly the twelve mana Freljord card that like starts summoning stuff. So I'm kind of playing mm-hmm. around with that idea, like a really long turn deck where all of a sudden you're just throwing giant monsters every turn, um, but. But we shall see. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll def- definitely ask you about that. Because, yeah, I think Ember Maiden has, like, potential to to be broken. I mean, have you have you tried it, it in your in your Crimson deck? It's not broken. It just stalls the game for two turns. Because it does it damage to itself as well, right? That's true. So it, it, it kind of, what it does is 
it's nice because you can kind of keep the board empty going into turn four and five. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess let's just, just like split, split it up. I guess the deck that I've been playing, uh, Levi was the first deck uh, that interested me. It has Lee Sin and Vi. It's a Piltover and Zaun and Ionian deck. And basically it's just a lot of the Ionian um, stunning and like removing stuff from combat where you're basically slowing the game down uh, to make way for Vi, which gains it while she's in your hand, um, she gains attack every single time you cast a spell. Um, so then, you know, late game, you can play her and she's like a 10 five and then she yeah. can level up. And after that, she can, every time she deals damage, she attacks the Nexus. Um, and then there's also Lee Sin, who uh, is another character that uh, benefits from you casting spells. He gains barrier and challenger every time you cast a spell. And it's just a lot of that kind of stuff. Chump Wump has been uh, obviously Chump amazing. Wump? The uh, the one that creates two mushroom clouds in hand. It's the four mana four three. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, oh, you've definitely for, seen for him, activating. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it's called Chump Wump. I've never actually said that out loud, and it sounds really funny <laughs> when, I, when I do. Um, but yeah, and the the standout card, obviously the new one, um, Eye of the Dragon, the uh, two mana one three Ionian um, card with a tune that says round start summon a dragonling if you cast two plus spells last round so that's like kind of one of the new themes that they did is conditional stuff for um if you did something last round so there's another card called deep meditation uh four mana ionian spell cost two less to cast if you cast two spells last round draw two other spells um so yeah you just get this like endless form yeah go for it yeah uh, if i may i think i think this is a really good thing is the more they can get the um for you to choose between like one card that can only activate this turn or one card that like will set up something next turn. I think that's great when you have to make that decision. Uh, Cause you give up one <laughs> or the other, for instance, there's a, there's a card that like creates uh, there's a one, one mana one, two that uh, cre- like lets you draw an extra card, but it's fleeting. Um, yes. Yeah. It, it, and so that card is really interesting because it forces you to decide, am I going to use this fleeting card? even though it might not be the right play, but because I drew it extra and I want to keep ahead on the amount of cards I have in hand, or do I use what I think is the right play and I just give up on this card, right? Um, Which is the same thing here where when we're setting up a turn ahead, do I do the turn, the things the turn before to set up my next turn or do I just, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's even if you're not, even if you're like the most, noob card game player it forces you to think a turn ahead like it you know you have to because yeah it's gonna it's gonna happen the next turn um but yeah and yeah for the for those exact reasons like i mean it's all just like benefit stuff we've seen flash of brilliance before it's just like a great card that just i mean it's essentially free it's three mana and then it refills your spell mana and it gets you an extra card um stuff like mystic shot retreat thermogenic beam just like standard ionian um piltoverns on control options uh plaza guardian has been really fun and i've obviously gotten it off like a couple of times because i mean it's just every every there's 20 spells in the deck you're gonna get 20 spells and the other new card that's been really fun in it is claws of the dragon a two mana three two that summons from hand once you've played two spells uh this round so just occasionally you will get a free a three three two on the board um that's what I but like yeah. to call tempo. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, but yeah, Levi, it's been fun. I don't think I, I, I've conceded the fact that I don't think this is going to be competitive or at least this specific version of it. Um, but it's, it, it is fun to just, you know, play stuff. And it's a lot of just like, you just let them attack and then you just stun them back to their to, to base and you just sort of it's a lot a lot of playing with your opponents obviously Leeson once you get them off you're essentially kicking your opponent's minions into the nexus which is always fun and I mean if you can resolve Vi and Leeson and they're leveled up you probably have already won the game but I mean that's usually how I mean hey that's a, that's that's a control I, deck you control and you get two more gone that is the one thing about this game is that I feel like if you get to the point where you want to get where you do this really awesome, cool thing to win the game, you've already won it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There isn't room for like two really awesome things to happen. No, 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 like, no. like I mean, I, guess... I like the feeling of getting this awesome thing on the board and then slowly like winning with it and attacking with it and stuff. Instead of I've gotten this thing, but it's already like I win the turn before I get this awesome thing on the board. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I know. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, usually, and it's always very one sided. It's usually I have my awesome thing, and the opponent doesn't. And I mean, for the most part, the game's usually over. I mean, I rarely have uh, like two two like an opponent's awesome thing and my awesome thing happened. I think. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. I get what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, Levi, fun deck. Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. You know, hey, get to try out two new champions. Um, the other new deck that I was trying out, which is kind of something, it's a different version of Ezreal Control, um, but now it has uh, Twisted Fate and it has Bilgewater in it. Um, have you have you had a Twisted Fate played nope. against you? Nope, I haven't touched Twisted Fate. Nope. Yet. Okay, so here's what it is: it's a four mana two two um, with Quick Attack, and when it comes into play, you play a Destiny card. Now, a Destiny card is one of three options. Um, like a destiny wishes. card can be exactly yes it can be either the blue the blue card which is refill one spell mana and draw one so you know it's not not bad um the red card uh which is deal one damage to all enemies and the enemy nexus or the gold card which is deal two damage and stun the strongest enemy so basically mm-hmm. like a bit of a new like a Deal damage to one thing, deal one damage to everything, or draw a card and refill a mana, basically. Uh, very versatile, very handy, very... Uh, uh, it's not random. You pick. You pick out of those three. Oh, well, then it's very versatile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's great. And it, what especially makes it uh, is fantastic and why I actually really enjoy this deck and is, is a new mechanic that we haven't actually talked about, um, powder kegs. Have you Have you played with powder kegs? Yes, yes. Power kegs were actually a really big part of the random bilge water expedition deck I was doing. Um, well, big. They're they're just sometimes they're like, oh, I guess I'm doing more damage than I thought I was. Um, but yeah, they kind of set up, and you can't attack or defend with them. Um, but they just like whenever you do damage that's with a spell or with an ability, they they uh, add one to that damage. Yeah, and they can stack. So and and then and then they uh, essentially blow up. And they could stack, which is an interesting mechanic too. Well, uh, the idea is they do like a vulnerable, you, which means that they can be targeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the idea? What were you going to say? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so you said they're vulnerable, so they can be attacked. Uh, the you know the, because they're they stack on top of each other, you don't have to worry about kind of filling your board with them and not being able to defend. So yeah. Um, I lo- I love it. I think it's a great <laughs> new I want a great new thing. It's really fun. I'm not exactly managing them. I'm sort of playing it, setting up for a turn. Um, but essentially, it makes all of the stuff that's like deal one to everything. I mean, with a powder keg, now it's deal two to everything. Now it's deal three to everything. All of a sudden, it's actually very very potent. All of a sudden, static shock is like deal three to two enemies and then draw a card. And that's like, hey, that's pretty good value. It's it doesn't happen a lot. And um, this deck, I think, has only one way of getting the powder keg, which is the Dreadway deckhand, two mana, two, two. That's when summoned, summon a powder keg. It's pretty good value. But I, I am, after playing this deck, I'm going to pursue a deck that is primarily powder keg. So probably a more, um, a more focused on build water version. Because I, I think it's... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's just cool. I, this version of the Ezreal Control deck, I've played a couple Ezreal decks in the past. Um, this, I mean, it's probably just cause it's new, but this version I've enjoyed, uh, the most and nice. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that's, that's about all I have to say. I think powder kegs, great mechanic, twisted fate, cool card. Love it. Love it all. hundred percent. Uh, so, is there any, any other decks, any new stuff? Uh, there's not, no, not, not really. I honestly, I haven't had enough time to really enjoy <laughs> Like I've played, I feel that's like I played a lot today. And yet, I'm just so far from even beginning to like scratch the itch of what this offers. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe one day I'll be able to kind of. Uh, sorry, I think I think next, like uh, next, I guess in two weeks, uh, we'll have a very like a much better appreciation for what kind of the game looks like now. Uh, I think right now mm-hmm. we're just starting off, and I think I think we should definitely talk about like choose like two decks we've played in the last uh, last little bit next time uh, I kind of go over them because I'm actually excited to hear what, what you either come up with or what you enjoy playing. 
For sure. And I mean, we you know what's funny is that like, I think even two weeks ago before we started like hyping up the new stuff, like you, you were saying the exact same thing. You were just like, I am just like, you know, scraping the surface of like the card pool. Like it's not exactly, and I'm exactly the same way. I like, <laughs> I haven't, even the old cards, like I haven't seen and played with every single one. Like I didn't even, there was a bunch you, of new stuff I wanted to try back then. Yeah. And I think, I think back then we just, we felt already like, because there's established meta, you kind of had to force yourself into that. In some, mm-hmm. in one way or another, um, and now because the, the this kind of meta has been disrupted and there's so much, so many other cards to play with, you're like, okay, well, let's have fun and let's figure this out. Let's let's have a bonker met, bonkers meta for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's exciting! It's exciting times, and I, I mean, hey, I don't know how soon they're gonna, you know, release a new set. I don't know how long. I can't imagine it'll be like six months or something like that, which I feel like is. Uh, like, I, I don't know how I don't know how long people usually expect new sets to come out, but I feel like they've laid the foundation for something. You know, I, I hope this game does well. I guess that's all I'm really trying to say is I hope it does well because I'm excited. This, these are a lot of good ideas and I want to see more good ideas. I'm, I already want more. You already want more? Wow. Wow. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm very, very spoiled. Unfortunately, I mean, riots unfortunately spoiled me. They just like, I mean, they just dropped six new keywords randomly in this, this what was supposed to be, I guess, like uh, finishing off the set or the rest of the set. So, I mean, yeah, hey. they just, you're getting spoiled and then that's when they'll take your money, you know? I mean, they've already taken your money. So I guess they have, they have and they're probably, they're probably going to take, they're probably going to take more of it. Um, but yeah, was there anything else you wanted to get to? No, that was great. That was good. All right, cool. Um, as usual, thanks for listening. If you want to help the show out, tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes. That that actually does really help us. Uh, any final thoughts? Any final wisdoms? Words of warning? Um, I mean, the last thing I have to say for this show is, uh, uh, I think I think people just just. I'm really hyped by this game. If you have anything you want to tell us or decks that you're trying, let us know. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you can dig around and find out uh, where we are on the Twitterverse. And, uh, and yeah, that's it, I guess. <laughs> For sure. Uh, was any any Patreons or? Uh, yeah, paint. I think this is actually the last day. But uh, paint. Okay. So this right. we'll get it the there. final uh, random shout out to the person that's not listening to the show. I love it. Um, <laughs> so Namaste. paint can be shouted out, and then that will be that. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Excellent. All right. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.